You're listening to the Bold and Brave podcast, the podcast for rule-breaking coaches, entrepreneurs, and visionaries. This is the space where we blend business and mindset like you've never seen before, where the vibe is, let's do life together, break the mold, rise as fully embodied humans, build an empowered community and global movement to live your biggest life and expand into the woman you came here to be, where we elevate and rise together, living fully expressed. Together, we lead a new paradigm of leadership and business creating the success you desire all by being the most authentic you. I'm your host, Emmalina Schmaltz, holistic business mentor to powerful visionaries, dog mom, splenic projector, Aquarius, lover of all things luxury, travel, and breaking all of the rules of business for massive organic growth. I know you're here because you desire to live boldly in your edges, to step bravely into the pursuit of what lights your soul on fire, to build thriving relationships, connection, community, and impact with the work you do where your biggest, juiciest vision is brought to life and you welcome in wealth, influence, and freedom by doing it all your way. I believe this is available for those who are here to claim it all by being bold and brave. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Bold and Brave podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I think today's probably just going to be like a quick little riff on failure and This was actually really inspired from a conversation I had yesterday. So as I'm recording this, it's Friday. And I had a conversation yesterday, two and a half hours, with one of my just like absolute soul sisters. We literally are, we say like (laughs) twins, doppelgangers in the world. And and it's just so powerful to have someone who just like fully gets it and, and can see you in the moments of the mistakes or the failures or the wins or the challenges and, and like still holds you to a higher standard and still holds this level of belief for you. And we do that for each other and we really reflect and it's just a really incredible relationship that I'm so grateful for and something that I actually never really thought I would find if I'm being super honest in the online space. And um, it, it's just a friendship that like continues to, to just walk in congruency and depth and I don't want to get too mushy. <laughs> we cried and I was like, it's all the things and it's just, it's perfect. But today I really wanted to talk about failure and just again, have a quick riff on reframing failure. Cause I think this is a really big conversation, but also one that gets to be so much more simple. And I'll just start out by saying I'm obnoxious in the belief that I cannot fail. And I've spoken about this in master classes and with my private clients before. I truly believe I am obnoxious and almost delusional in the way that I believe I can't fail. And delusion is such a supportive thing that I've brought into my business. And I think that delusion and obnoxious both have this like higher frequency and also a lower frequency that people choose to assume or associate with, right? Like obnoxious, the the lower frequency is like, um, belittling or you know rude or condescending or patronizing and then what I believe to be the high frequency of, of obnoxious is like fully fucking confident anchored grounded certain right there's just this level of like I, I truly believe that and the same with delusion there's a low frequency which is like it's, it's funny because I think that actually can be the same thing it's out of touch with reality and then the high frequency of that is out of touch with reality, right? And it's like, I, I truly believe that out of touch with reality of what others choose to associate with in this like 3D of what is good or bad, right or wrong, right? We're very much conditioned to go to school, go to university, get your degree, buy a house, have the white picket fence, start a family. Like that's what we're conditioned is to be the quote unquote dream life. And for me, living a life of an entrepreneur and quitting my nine to five job two and a bit years ago, going full time in this, like supporting women and building their own six figure, multiple six figure empires, like 
that's delusional. And the desire that I have to create more wealth for myself, for my family, more freedom, like that's delusional. And I'm like, I'm, I'm playing in that. And that's the frequency that I'm operating in. But I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs get in this space of they're not willing to play in obnoxious or delusional because there's still this tie to the reality of failure. And this is what I actually see really separate the entrepreneurs who are very successful, who build sustainable, scalable businesses and the entrepreneurs who kind of dip their toe in, the entrepreneurs who kind of go all in and then they're mm, in and out. They're, they're kind of wishy-washy and it, they're like f- kind of floating through all of these things, wondering why it's not working. But it's also because they're not playing in this higher frequency of being obnoxious and being delusional in the fact that they can't fail. And what I've actually witnessed is a lot of time and a lot of entrepreneurs spend more time, more energy, and more effort avoiding looking unsuccessful instead of just doing the thing and learning and moving and collecting data and growing. And this is obviously such what I see is such a cock block to growth is when we're trying to avoid looking unsuccessful, we can't actually learn the information that's going to make us a good coach. We can't learn the information that's going to give us a scalable strategy. We can't learn the information that's actually going to anchor us deeper into our leadership. We can't actually learn and collect data that's going to support our evolution. And so, so many people are keeping in this facade or this like look of, I don't want to be or, or seem unsuccessful because it's so much of the ego that they're not willing to play in this realm of obnoxious and delusional. And this is truly what I believe has been so supportive in my growth, in my business building, in the way that I've built my multiple six-figure business over the past two years. The first, you know, first year was um, not organically. I mean, I'm very open and transparent about that. It was cold DMs. It was, you know, the outreach, all the things. And then really 2022 was all organic. It was my way. It was really harnessing like my energy, really fine-tuning my strategy, figuring out what works for me. And the dial has been turned up <laughs> about 10 times on that this year. So If we're playing in this realm of ego, it's going to be really difficult to create bigger long-term success because the ego is needing to compartmentalize, right? And so when we're playing in this realm of failure, when we're thinking about this, it's like, I got the results that I wanted. So that equals good or that's a pass. Like that's a check for my ego. People can see I'm validated. I can, you know, use it in my marketing. I can talk about it with my family and say, hey, look at what I'm doing is good. And, and I'm proving myself. And it's this very much like external validation. I got the results. It's good. Pass. I'm excited. All the things. And then if I didn't get the result that I wanted, whether it was an investment, whether it was with a client, whether it was with a a decision that I made to pivot my business, right? I didn't get the results I wanted. People assign that as it's bad, it's wrong, or it's a failure. And what we don't realize in that space is that's just simply the ego needing to compartmentalize. It's needing to assign something as good or bad, right or wrong. And then we're, we're, we're feeding into the emotion that comes with that, right? Because again, very much conditioned, got the result, good, I feel good, I feel validated, I'm going to keep doing this, or I didn't get the results I wanted, that's bad, that's a failure, I'm going to stop doing that. Instead of, for me, I see failure, not getting the results that I wanted, I don't see that as bad, I just simply see that as data collection. For me, it's very neutral. Failure is very, very neutral. So while I say I don't believe I I can fail, because I truly believe I can't fail, but when I say I can't fail, I also mean I'm going to not get the result I wanted all the time. Right. So it doesn't mean I'm not believing that I'm always going to get what I want. That's 
again, a low frequency of delusional out of touch with reality, but also I play in the high frequency of delusional to know that I'm not always going to get what I want. I'm not always going to get the results. I'm not always going to have the immediate success. I'm not always going to have the number of humans sign up for a container. I'm not always going to, you know, have the, the, the biggest cash month. Like that's fine. And that's perfect. And I've actually really become neutral around that, but I see failure in this way of understanding it's just data collection it's super neutral to me i'm just collecting information i'm receiving feedback and i'm using that i'm utilizing that feedback that information to see okay well what can i shift here not looking for a problem because that's also playing in problem frequency a lot of people do this with failure i didn't get the results i wanted so there must be a problem let me go and play in problem frequency let me go and see what's not working and then in that place we go and we try to find an answer with somebody else. So you're probably going to be investing out of lack because you're like, oh, that person probably has the secret answer that I don't have. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to trust them instead of trusting me. So a lot of people will play in this place of failure of this is problem. This is wrong. Let me go see what I can find within somebody else or let me blame myself and shame myself and self-loathe and go, what am I doing that's wrong? Let me just sit in that and I'm going to marinate in that and I'm not going to let myself actually transcend or move through it versus failure. When I see this, it's a solution frequency. So again, I didn't get the result I wanted, quote unquote, a failure. It's data collection. What can I actually observe within this moment that's allowing me to go, ooh, Was there something that I can take responsibility and ownership for? Most of the time it's always yes. But also, is it just I'm I'm fine tuning my my marketing. I'm fine tuning my messaging. I'm really speaking to my ideal client. I'm learning more about my leadership. I'm actually increasing my language and my tonality. I'm actually really coming into congruency behind the scenes. And reality is, is then catching up to that, right? It's not always an immediate thing. Sometimes it can take a few weeks. It can take a few months to really have this level of who I am operating behind the scenes as then is reflected in my reality. So I don't make myself wrong for it. So in the space of the failure or I don't get the result that I wanted, it's data collection. I'm just simply going, okay, what here can I take responsibility for? What can I shift? What can I refine? What can I amplify? What can I clean up? Not from a space of what's wrong or let me fix this. This is a problem, but actually just a solution. Um, I'm playing in solution frequency, right? Because most of the time there can be things that I can shift or refine, but a lot of the times it's just simply What can I actually just clean up? Ooh, this is like a leaky spot in my business. Ooh, this is a leaky spot in the way that I've been actually holding my clients to a higher standard. Oh, I'm actually holding them to a higher standard, but I'm not holding myself to that standard. Ooh, there's a bunch of open loops in my business that I've really got to go and and just throughout my day and my personal life, I can actually just close those loops and that starts to bring me into more congruency. Oh, I'm actually noticing that I'm starting to create these things and I'm not actually staying in my own lane, right? So it's just simply not from a problem, but what can I just shift, refine, amplify, and clean up? And I like in in a topic of failure, what I really believe is, again, so many people are giving so much time, energy and effort into avoiding looking unsuccessful instead of just doing the thing that's going to allow them to grow and evolve and shift that they're slowing themselves down. They're slowing their business down. Right. We want to think about the the processes that we have because the processes we have are going to dictate how fast our big our business moves. And I'm playing in like big business energy. I'm playing in fast-tracked energy. And so what that means is if I'm going to play in that frequency, I've got to fail big and I've got to fail quickly. I've got to learn a lot of information about myself and I've got to get up and I've got to keep moving quickly. Not from a place of like, I need to get out of this, but from a place of like, if I'm going to fall, I'm going to get right back up. If I'm going to fall off the bike, I'm going to get back up. If I'm going to fall off the horse, I'm going to go ride the horse again. (laughs) 
It's happened. It's happened before. It's like, this is what I choose to do. And this is how we actually get to be in alignment with having a fast track business. Um, because if, if you're over analyzing every move that you make and, and you're allowed to have a process, right? You can have your process for decision-making. That's perfect. And I don't think that we need to rush into things. That's also not the conversation. It's a very different conversation. You can have your process, but if you want to move quickly and it takes you three months to get out of a shame pit because you made an investment that didn't move the way that you wanted it to, or you had a client that didn't get the result you wanted it to them to, or you got, Um, feedback on something that wasn't good or that they didn't like it or they didn't get a result and you sit in that for months. How can we expect to have a fast track business, right? Because in that place, you're not, maybe you failed big, but you're not failing quickly. So some people will either fail big and then they'll sit in shame or blame or self-loathing. But then it's like, can we actually just fail quickly? And also like, can we, can we understand our process and we're allowed to have it? But if you want to move quickly, Right? We want to move quickly in our business. We want to be able to make decisions, feel the pull and move and trust ourselves to move. But it takes you two weeks to decide to join a $99 masterclass. Right? It's like we also can't expect to have a fast track business. That's cool and that's perfect and that's fine if, it, if you want to take two weeks to decide to join a $99 masterclass. But then we also can't be playing in the frequency of I'm failing big and I'm failing quickly. I'm moving big and I'm deciding to, to create bigger results. We can't be playing in that energy. The energy just doesn't match in that. So in this space of like really looking at failure, how I've really seen this picture come together over the past two, just over two years is really playing in this realm of obnoxious and delusional and recognizing, Ooh, where does my ego want to come up and try to compartmentalize this thing is good or bad. Instead of, okay, then it's bad. I'm going to go into problem frequency or I'm going to go into self-shame instead of it's just data. It's simply data collection. You're receiving data and every stage and up level in your business. And I think it's really easy to pedestal our mentors or people that we see online. And you might even be doing this with me. And, and if you are, I say, take me off of the pedestal. Like the, the moment that you pedestal people or mentors is the moment you disconnect yourself from your power. And you also disconnect yourself from playing in fast tracked business because what you're doing is you're saying that's available for them, but it's not available for me. Or it must be that way for them because they have the results. So they probably didn't go through these hard, crunchy moments. They probably didn't have the moments when nobody signed up. They probably never have had crickets in their DMs. And it's like they have. (laughs) I have. And I'm very transparent about that. I've built a business on vulnerability and transparency. It's just the way that I lead my life. And I will say, take me off of the pedestal. I've had extremely crunchy moments in business. And I will guarantee you that I'll have more as I'm scaling to continuing multiple six figures. And I'm very obnoxious and, and delusional in the fact that at some point in time, I will have a seven figure business. I just know that with, with everything that I've created and it's playing and allowing yourself to really move into this space of, I get to be obnoxious and delusional in that while also still leading with my heart and also knowing that I no longer pedestal people who are doing big, huge, like fuck off things in the, in the, in the industry, like creating a massive results, creating massive communities, massive movements. Like if anything, I just see that as a pure reflection of what's available for me. I don't need to make myself wrong for them or make them right for me to be wrong. It's just simply they're in their lane. I'm choosing to be in my lane. And also I know that that leader behind the scenes has probably gone through the exact same things that I have and has probably felt the same way that I have. 
And the reason that they are successful, the reason that I am successful is because it's playing in this energy of failing big and failing quickly where the, the failure doesn't mean anything about me. It's very easy to make it mean something about us though, isn't it? Because business is, especially coaching, it's you, right? Like it, it's your face, it's your energy, it's your brand. And it's very easy to take things not going the way that we want them to as very personal. And I've been there, I've been through moments of that, but also really just playing in this and a commitment to playing in obnoxious energy and delusional energy in the higher frequency version of both of those is, is understanding like that, that I'm always going to have the possibility to continue to move because I really truly believe I can't fail, even though I don't get the results I wanted, which is again, the higher version frequency of delusional. I understand that I'm not delusional. to the fact that I'm always going to get what I want, but at the same time, I'm going to understand and trust and know that I'm going to get the information that I need that's going to be supportive of me having a scalable, sustainable business, that I'm actually going to learn the lessons that make me a better coach, that I'm actually going to learn the lessons through not getting what I wanted as an opportunity to grow. Now, that doesn't also mean, and I want to add this little piece of context here because I think this is really important. There can be this point in time where we start to realize or or we start to associate, I should say, that our ability to grow happens in the problems, So I actually found this for myself for a very long time. I only thought that I could grow and I'm a human who desires evolution. I prioritize that. So I found that my biggest evolution was the moments where there was a problem or things didn't work the way that I wanted them to. That's when I learned the most lessons. And then all of a sudden, what I started doing is I started creating more things that didn't work the way that I wanted them to. So I could justify and say, but I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm evolving. I'm a human who desires evolution. And I actually started to notice that I was unconsciously creating more things that didn't go my way because I wanted to be able to say that I was growing. So growing doesn't always mean that we have to have a problem. Like I can grow and transcend anytime. So through the things going the way that I want them to or things not going the way that I want them to, there's equal opportunity for growth in all of that. That's a really important piece that I think also isn't spoken about enough and can actually be a pattern that you might be unconsciously playing out in your business if you're noticing, ooh, I actually just learned the most through the plateaus. I learned the most in the moments where it's it's in a crumble. So I'm actually going to keep myself in that space because I love evolving. And you actually then are actually just unconsciously sabotaging yourself. So it's, it's, it's this balance of understanding. You're not always going to have the result. And a lot of the times you are. But how do you actually choose to respond? Who do you choose to be? How do you choose to honor your leadership in the moments where things don't go the way that you want them to? This is really where we move into a space of data collection, neutrality, not going into problem frequency or problem solution, problem frequency, but moving into solution frequency. When you actually adopt this, take this on in your business and move from this perspective. And this might be something that lands for you now. And you're like, yep, I'm in that state of my business right now. I get this. And this actually really lands. And you might also come back to this maybe in in a, a week, a month, a year, two years and come back to this conversation and, and, and think, wow, th- this really lands. This is really the way that I'm moving. But I really believe the earlier on that you can actually understand this and utilize this and move with this, the more obviously supportive it's going to be for your growth and evolution, but also for your long-term scalable success. Because if you can actually take on and adopt this perspective and this neutrality around failure, what it's going to do is it's going to be something that puts you in the fast lane. It's going to put you in the fast lane because then you're going to realize, oh, I can make decisions that I trust myself to make. I can make investments that feel really good. They're probably going to stretch me. 
whether or not it turns out the way that I want it to doesn't matter because it's just simply data. And I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning the lessons. I'm actually really integrating a bigger space of growth. And that's what I actually desire for my life. That's what I actually desire for my business. So I wanted to have a little riff today about failure. And hopefully this is supportive for you really landing into a different context, a different perspective, a different level of looking at failure that's actually going to catapult your growth. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and I will see you in the next one.